0: Welcome back to another episode of You Can't Be Serious. Uh, I'm your host Matt Torrey, uh, and I'm joined here with a couple of guests. Uh, we've got uh, our other co-host, Joshua Tracy. Um, hey, everybody. and and returning for uh, his second appearance on uh, on the podcast, we have uh, golf uh, golf guru Mitch Mitchell Potempa. Mitch, why don't to say hello? Hey, hey, thanks for welcoming me back, Matt. Hey, so so we thought we would uh, we'd get started today. Obviously, we've had uh, you know, a weekend full of golf. We've had some time to digest the results. Uh, we thought we would kind of revisit, recap uh, on some of our predictions we made for the Masters. Yes. Kind of what came true, what was what was off, what we weren't expecting. Kind of, you know, uh, just overall how it went. So, can I derail the conversation for five minutes? Yeah, sure, Mitch, take it over. Yeah, go ahead. I'm more interested.
1: And how you and Josh played on Sunday?
0: <laughs> uh, so, do uh, you want to take that, Josh? Uh, how uh, did you play on Sunday?
2: Well, you, you you see, I I am a simpleton when it comes to the sport of golf. You see, you you guys have some level of understanding of what's happening, and so, you know, shots will have meaning to you. Outside of this, the strict binary success or failure of them, and I just don't have that. So, I had a great time. My score was probably ass. We really didn't do a great job keeping track, but uh, oh, we didn't keep score, we didn't, yeah, keep score.
0: That's, that's we not important.
2: like kind of did, kind of didn't have points. Um, we we kept score when we were like around par and did not when we were not. Uh,
0: any pars, any pars.
2: I had a par. Yeah, yeah. I go. think Matt and I both had, had, had a par
0: on the. I had a par on the short uh, on that short par four uh, at Fairway
1: Valley. Now Dustin Johnson had more than just one par. Yes, on his Sunday afternoon of golf.
0: Yeah, how many pars did he have, Mitch? Uh,
1: I don't have the exact amount, but it was enough for him to have a combined aggregate score of the 2020 Masters of a 20 under par. Dustin Johnson masters champion of 2020 a unique masters in multiple for multiple reasons but for me the most interesting is just that he was able to go out there and blow my first prediction out of the water which was that nine or ten under was going to win the tournament no it's it's 20 under pars. yeah so so
0: it was it was twice as good like he doubled basically you know went twice as far under par as you you'd expected the the leaders to be right and
1: i shortchanged how much easier that golf course was going to play with all the rain that they had going into the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about how the long ball hitters were going to fare well, and that came to be the, the truth. With DJ being an example, even Rory, your pick, Matt, who ended up coming up a little bit short, um, he averaged 314 yards a drive. Yeah. And, and JT, another bomber, Justin Thomas, 299. Bryson averaged 323 yards a drive.
0: So I'm glad you brought up Bryson though. So in that list, right, you have some people, some, uh, a couple of top 10 finishers, right? Obviously, uh, DJ, Dustin Johnson, won. I think Rory finished fifth, or yeah. sixth or something like that. Um, Bryson, on the other hand, uh, had a, had a bit of a struggle, you know, out there. Yes, he did. We, uh, obviously we were, we talking about, about him a little bit last week, um, <clears throat> about just being super long off the, off the tee, you know, and, and if he's able to find those fairways and, and, and kind of capitalize on that, on his distance, right? We could see, you know, a crazy performance. Um, he really wasn't able to do that. Oh, no, uh, no, he wasn't. And it
1: started off right on Thursday. He wasn't able. Right from the get go, he was just not, uh, not in the same form. Of the 14 fairways that were available for him to hit, he hit eight of them on Thursday. Yeah. Um and not getting that steady footing uh steady foot in the beginning of the of the tournament really kind of hurt him down the line. Uh he didn't play all that terrible but man did he get outplayed by a lot of other players mm-hmm. in the field, including Dustin Johnson.
0: Yeah. Oh I think it just go it emphasizes your the point you made last week on the distance and being able to hit the ball far is only it's only one aspect of the game, right? You have to have a complete game to compete at this level you know especially in something like the masters right mm-hmm. um and so you said what was what was bryson averaging off the tee On 323 yards yeah so it's not like his distance Jeez. wasn't there he was still you know slamming the ball it's just you know the other aspect you know accuracy off the tee he you know just just the uh, the rest of his game really yeah you they- know it was just not up to the same level as his power was. Yeah,
1: and I know there's plenty. If, if anybody's curious, go to YouTube, check out Bryson on that first round. I know somewhere on some form of social media or the internet, you can find some highlights of him in some pretty arid tee shots. And those specific tee shots are not coming to mind right now, but there's definitely examples of him just failing to get comfortable mm. with where that drive is going to go. And if you're not in the fairway and you're not giving yourself a good chance with that second shot, Course is going to make you pay, and uh, now on the other hand, though, what DJ was able to do was he was able to kind of recreate a little bit of that magic that Bryson had going during the U.S. Open, where the guy just looked like a machine out there. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: Saturday stands out to me. Um, I mean, at-, at any point was he? I'm trying to remember. Maybe so. Thursday, I don't think he ended Thursday in the lead, but from from Friday onward, I think once he got into the number one spot, he never really dropped off, right? And there really wasn't anyone really in contention, you know, to to take that away from it. It was it was for the last two days, really, his tournament to lose. So going into the weekend,
1: he had a three or four shot lead, yeah, and he, and he had a bunch of players underneath him. He wasn't it wasn't him, and then Miles and the, the, the second or third golfer out on the field. But as I was saying though, on Saturday's route. He was really able to create that separation between him and the pack. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy went out and shot a low score of 65 mm-hmm. on, on Saturday. That's the lowest score of the entire day. The way he was able to do that was he came into that par five. Now, par fives at Augusta always important. He goes and sets a tone and gets an eagle on the first par five of the game yeah. of the day. And then from there, he would go on to birdie two of the three of the remaining par fives of that round. Mm-hmm. So he's playing the par, the par fives at, you know, minus four. Um, and that gave him at least a four or five shot lead going into Sunday. And he never looked back from there. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had two, bo- so he, he stumbled a little bit. TJ has been known, known to choke a little bit here and there, but he did a good job going bogeys four and five. He looked a little shaky. He's playing with that Korean Sung JM very impressive performance. Shout out to him. Average about 1.48 putts per hole, which was uh, leading in the tournament. So the guy was putting the ball great. Yeah. Um, But EJ was just too good from the tee. He was too good from the fairway to the green. And he just didn't make a lot of mistakes. I knew it was over on the 12th when he just stuck (laughs) it right on the green and was able to two-putt
0: from there. He was playing really smooth golf. Like, he didn't really look like he was – straining too much or like he's, having a that's his personality he's just just he's playing from, smooth golf I, I think he's from south carolina yeah
1: and he went to coastal carolina mm-hmm. and he, when you see him strut around the golf course you know you watch players like like rory or jt they there's a certain intensity to mm-hmm. the way they carry themselves for dj is just very much the opposite energy he could be have just shot a four over par hole and just totally blown up or he could have just came out and hit a hole in one, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. He's just at
0: chill. End. He's just calm. He's yeah. cool. Yeah. It, it helps in the sport of golf. Yeah. It helps in the sport of golf. Being able to maintain that level. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So just bottom line is a DJ, just an impressive four days of golf, driving the ball well, putting the ball well. In terms of our predictions, uh, we said Rory came back strong. He dug himself too big of a hole with that first
0: round. Yeah. That first round is he just couldn't overcome it. He, if you like, the last 54 holes, you know, he played
1: excellent golf. Bet, better than anybody else, I believe.
0: Yeah. yeah. But it was just that first round. 75 is what his first round was. Yeah, yeah. That's just, I mean, that's a. You're three over par. That's a big deficit to come back from. Yeah. Yeah. Too
1: big of a de- deficit. And, and uh that took Ricky. Uh, so. He had, and, he had a good weekend. He had a good weekend. He was okay. So Ricky was in contention for much of Thursday. He was playing around with the leaders there was a weather delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he had a later tea time. The last hole he played on Thursday was the 12th. In the 12th, he ended up triple bogeying. Yeah. He shot a six on it. So he took that negative momentum back into Friday where he had to finish out the mm-hmm. rest of his first round. Mm-hmm. And he was never really able to make a push to get himself up there, back into back, yeah. in, back into the contention. Whereas, and and John Rahm as our last prediction that uh, was thrown out there by Josh, just because of the cool trick shot that he had. Uh, he was in, he was three or four shots out going into Saturday, Yeah, but he drove the poor, he drove the ball poorly on Saturday. It didn't leave himself that many scoring chances, a lot of pars, um a part maybe three out of the par fives which he and on the other one he shot an eight where he couldn't find the green on sunday so mm-hmm. just too many mistakes DJ's too good the so bottom line is it was it was a great masters it was a great display of golf you get a feel for the course without the patrons there
0: yeah that was really cool i thought that was really really cool to see
1: it, there is so much room around the greens without people standing there and yeah. that's something that you kind of lose sight of a, a lot of tough golf courses are tight around the green they got mm. trees they got bushes they traps augusta is pretty wide sp- open it's yeah. pretty wide open yeah but but man it, it played didn't play that long it, and dj just played a great in a golf
0: real quick before we before we move off of golf i i want to talk quickly about kind of the rain delay and kind of how that so the rain delay on Thursday, right? So when would when did the first guys tee off? They were supposed to tee off at like seven thirty in the morning, right? They or were like, like eight and, in the morning, and maybe they teed off at like ten thirty. Yeah. So it was like, and so 30. yeah, okay. and so like from the for the next two days, you had kind of a weird mix of there were some people who were, uh, you know, because they had to finish yesterday's round and had to play today's round, were ended up playing, you know, almost. You know, 20 25 26 holes of golf a day tiger got
1: screwed because of that and there
0: were other people who on the flip side of that because they're having to wait for that you know that first group to finish the yesterday's round only were able to get in you know 10 or 11 holes of golf today mm-hmm. um and so i think especially with how important momentum and like just kind of you know if you're on, a, on a, a good streak and are in a good, you know, have had some good score, scores on holes and you can kind of carry that momentum through, uh, I'd be interested to hear what you think about kind of being able to play more or less golf in a day on that. I, with some players, it's going to benefit and some players, it's going to hurt.
1: And as you would think, the younger players are going to benefit from it. If they're gonna have to play more than 18 holes in a day and Mm -hmm. the older players are gonna unfortunately suffer from that and that's what happened with tiger Mm -hmm. tiger was in contention going into saturday but he just had to play too many holes of golf in one day yeah and it's too much on the body but those are the things that you can't control and if you focus on the things that you can control in golf you're never going to be a good golfer yeah you just focus on what you can control and you go out and just and shoot the best that you can and despite how many holes you have to play, that those are the kind of hurdles that you got to hop over in order to win major championships, yeah, I guess just part of the game It's part of the game
2: yeah. real real quick. uh so since Tiger came up on, I was wondering about him um what's what's the future hold for him? Is this like a last hurrah, or do you expect to see him back at the masters next year? Oh, he'll be back. Oh, he'll back. be back. Yeah. Yeah. Also, is he, the masters gonna be in the spring next year or will they
0: April. Okay. It's so, so it's gonna be a
2: quick turnaround for a master season.
0: Yes, it will be, so
1: it will be. And the course will be much prettier. Much, much prettier. It was it wasn't the same with all these alien bushes in bloom, especially back there on Amen Corner at twelve. Mm-hmm. Normally you got these beautiful flowers blooming all behind the green and it was just it was strange to see it in a different in a, a different yeah. type of beauty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but back to your question though tiger definitely back goodbye tour i i don't i don't really think he's there yet no i think he still has that that jack number on his mind with most major championships trying to be won, and i think he still needs like four more and he's a very competitive guy he's a very goal-oriented guy Mm -hmm. and i don't really see him stopping until his body says like have to stop
0: yeah and to your point mitch i mean he was in contention through a good portion of the weekend he still has you know good golf left in him
1: he's been able to make the necessary adjustments over these past couple years he he's not the tiger effect of the early 2000s was a once in a lifetime thing we might not ever see that in the sport of golf again the kind of dominance that he had over the sport for those say seven eight year span that's unheard of in all those sports i yeah. mean he was captivating to the world so he's unique in that, and we also need to be kind of realistic in our expectations for Tiger mm-hmm. because of that. Sure, because, because now that we've seen this guy go and dominate the sport for years on end, we expect to see it now. But so- he, you know, he's, he's just had to make the adjustments. His body is different. He's gone through a big emotional gap. I mean, he's had a huge controversy. That has to weigh on his mind too. He, he had to get his mind right.
0: So I think I, I heard, uh, you know, I was watching... Some video clip when he was talking with uh, some guys at TaylorMade, maybe. Um, this is Tiger, um, and he said, uh, paraphrasing here, but basically, you know, like five iron on down. So five iron, you know, down through his wedges, he feels comfortable taking on anybody in the world. You know, obviously, the like you're saying in the early 2000s, right? When 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 he was just the absolute, you know, dominant force on in golf in undisputed right his ability to hit the hit the long ball right was was that much better than anyone else on the tour um a lot of players have because of modern technology and because of kind of the effect that he had on the sport have kind of come up caught up to him and then and now surpassed his you know ability to be the dominating long hitter on tour we talked about the athleticism that he brought to the sport yeah and, and that's what we're
1: seeing a result of now yeah is he had an athletic golf swing A so much torque on his body so much bending that he had in his back
0: but so what, what i'm saying though is, is is you know that while that gap that, is closed while is that gives saying. you an advantage in golf there are so many other like facets to the game of golf you know mm-hmm. including like you know chipping pitching but putting. the thing was he was he did everything. That yeah, that did, because he, he is so you know such a well-rounded golfer and can still compete at that level in you know with you know the short game kind of he he very very much so can still compete at that level because of that like he doesn't have to rely on just his no. is pure athletic dominance no he doesn't he doesn't and he can't anymore
1: because yeah. A- he physically can't. can't. He physically, can't. He physically can't. And he yeah. had to learn. And we saw Tiger
0: trying to grow with that reality. He
1: struggled yeah. with it for years.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I th- uh, if if Tiger had tried to rely on just, you know, that ability to just dominate athletically, I think we would have seen a much sharper decline in, in his ability. And, like, maybe we would be talking about, you know, a farewell tour. Like, is this, you know, is this it for his game? But I think because he's still so well-rounded, and in performance at a high level in all the other aspects of the game that he, he'll be around for a little while. And the last thing we'll say about it, just so we can circle about
1: circle back to what we talked about last week. Remember this guy's a master's champion. He has an invitation every year for life. Yeah. For life. So I don't see him turning that down anytime no. soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if nothing else, maybe we'll see him play, you know, you know, two or three tournaments a year. One of them's the
1: masters. Yes, exactly. That, that would be my prediction. Yeah. So, um, very good. So now we just got the the long winter.
0: Yeah, yeah. We have. Uh, um, I guess that's the next. Right? That's the that's the first major, right? Of the. that's the next major. Uh, yes. Um.
1: Right. Do they play the players in March? Um, on a major, but
0: it's. Do you know? Do you know what they're doing with? Because they canceled the, the uh the British Open. For, yeah, that's just. They just canceled. canceled it. They're not like maybe. Trying so to.
1: Where was it supposed to be hosted? year i forget where it's supposed to be hosted i don't know if they're gonna like try to have it there next year and yeah just push all the venues down yeah 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 um but i they're, i don't think they're just playing it this year no okay
0: when the last time that happened what about the Ryder cup that was also this year that's right? rescheduled to la- next year okay so, so it's just it's next- just getting pushed out a year yes okay whistling straights yeah cool that's
1: exciting yes that is very exciting that is one of the the true gems of the sport of
0: golf we'll leave that for another another cup of coffee yeah so 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 mitch while we have you here right we um i I think you know we're gonna shift gears a little bit here but while we have you here we've been outside of playing a lot of golf together we've been doing some other stuff together right yeah We, we we've been gaming of all different types we have we've been playing a lot of different kinds of
1: games games are awesome yeah specifically board games
0: it really it's this is this is new this is new to me i think it's new to all of us yeah josh i mean what are your thoughts on board games are you uh are you know are you a big board game guy
2: um when i was younger yeah because that was one of the things that my family and i did a lot when i was a kid but not no even that i think I've, I've played a lot of board games all the way through college i guess i haven't really much since i graduated school but um when I, say board, earlier, yeah. when
0: I say board game, what's like the first game you think of? What's like Risk? The... Risk? Or Love Risk.
1: You yeah, I, I, I don't even know. I feel like I'm so right now. It's the first board game that think in this current moment is Watergate because that's the game I've been playing the most of recently. Me and you've been playing that. Yeah, we have been. Um, but like, one quick fun fact before we moved on. I've been like so in me getting in i'm using air quotes here for people that can't see everybody can't see uh air quotes of the board game community risk is not viewed very highly in that community really oh no why not i the, you know i've just there's a couple youtube channels that i've seen review board games and they've just thrown shade at risk at risk really? multiple times really? board games yes i, I do you know why i think so i can't speak Towards the mechanics. I want to dissect this. I want to get into this. Yeah. I, so I can't speak towards the mechanics of what they dislike about how risk works. Okay. But I, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing for somebody else, sure, and I'm sure. not even, I don't even think sure. I'm doing justice to what, is it like As kind of a old clunky style that could be like, is there things that they could change about the amount of pieces or the rolling or how long the game takes? Or like kind of how modical uh, it's it is. not a,
0: it's not optimized.
1: It's yeah, exactly. Like like we're at a point in our, we can do I mean, better we, than we that. can
0: do better, like
1: risk is like gaming on uh like a DOS system. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like
0: going back and playing like the N sixty four. It's still fun. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But we've we've come a long way since then and we can do more with yeah. so,
1: so if I put in front of you Goldeneye, 007, and i put in front of you halo
0: 3. Yeah. You know,
1: th- i think I mean, that's the kind of difference that they're they're talking
0: about. I mean, you're kind of dating yourself there. Mitch, Halo 3's like like 10 years old now. Um what? I mean, like i'm like there, there've been like two Halo 3, Halo 4, Halo games since then. Well, I, you know, and- <laughs> That's what i'm saying. You're kind of dating yourself there. Well, but That's okay. I don't mind that I'm dating
3: myself. I don't-
2: Josh, when was the last time you played risk? Probably college. Like did you ever finish a game in one sitting? <laughs> yeah. In yeah. One sitting? Yeah. How long would that take you? Um, five I hours. I think I can count. on You just on play one with two hand.
0: people, or would you play with like?
2: Oh no my my whole family used to play.
0: Really? Yeah. I can, yeah. Count, on, I can huh. count on one hand the amount of time. That's such that a that that's such an intense game. game. I feel like for a family. I feel like yeah. I feel like when I like when I think about like games that I play with my family, we played like, we played like Trouble, or we played like Sorry, Monopoly
2: even monopoly.
0: Uh um, Monopoly
2: is a fucking intense game, dude.
0: Yeah, but like honestly, you know when I say that, I I more play Monopoly with my grandmother and it was just me and my grandmother. And like who would win? Uh it would go back and forth. Like it would You didn't you, dominate grandma? No, I did not dominate <laughs> grandma. No. Sometimes grandma took all of my money and bitch. Yeah, it was it was really shitty. Um But like I don't know, I I remember playing Risk with my dad a few times and I have no memories of, like, playing Risk. All I can remember is setting up the goddamn board. That's it. I, I just remember it just taking... It, I mean, in reality, it, probably, it was probably, like, 15 or 20 minutes or whatever, but it felt like hours. It felt like just hours setting up the board, and then by the time we were ready to play, I was like, you know what, I don't even want to play anymore. <laughs> like, that's all I really remember about Risk. I think I actually have Risk in my... We should, we should play it one night uh, we should
1: but but i think there's other games though that we've been gaming a little bit harder
0: than risk recently yeah so one while we're on the topic of board games involving maps of the world
2: well can I, can I just tell a really quick risk story i would love for you to yeah i'll
0: think of a better segue while you do that
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wouldn't hurt uh so i have very fond memories of the game risk i we used to play it i used to play it in high school um on half days between the end of school and the beginning of fencing practice those were always a ball my favorite game of risk i ever played but i never actually finished it was me uh a friend from college who uh i think matt you know you know pete right Yeah,
3: Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah um and pete's roommate corbin and corbin was an interesting fellow man um He's the only guy I've seen this drink is, oh, you as, said Cor- of, as Pete Cor- Corbin, as in Corbin yeah. Blue. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's his name. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who that is, but you pronounced it right. So I'm just going along with it. Uh, sure. Yeah. And I got over to uh, Pete's apartment uh, in college at like six o'clock at night. Right. Brought mm-hmm. Risk. There's going to be the three of us. The night goes on right? It gets to be pretty late. It's like midnight. Pete and I are starting to, we're just, you know, it was like school night. So we'd been like, we had classes in the morning. We're, we're getting kind of tired. Pete stopped drinking for a while ago. Cause it was making him too sleepy, And his roommate Corbin man was just yeah. grooving. I've never seen the dude be <laughs> like this, man. i like, he, he had been, he he'd already drank like six beers. Like uh, he'd been t- down on shots of tequila, he was making himself gin and tonics. He he oh, was while playing Risk. He, oh, yeah, yeah, this is this and, is while this is, this is,
0: Risk is happening. Yeah,
2: yeah. So what he would do, it was hilarious. What he would do is like Pete and I would be sitting at the game board, like planning out our next move or whatever. You know, looking kind of drowsy, head on head on hands. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. resting on the resting our our elbows on the table, and Corbin would just kind of saunter and meander between the room that we were playing in and like a couple of rooms around the apartment and he wore like one of those Oh he's not even at the game board he's No and he was doing well and he was wearing like like an old fashioned heavy 1950s cardigan walking around like oh he's swirling, strategizing he's singing back and, and forth here, and he'd come over and he would just like you know sip his fucking whiskey throw the dice on the board and go Kamchatka to Yakutsk and just like groove man we ended up calling the game at like three thirty in the morning because Pete and I couldn't keep our eyes open. And this dude was just like, "Come on, man. Like I'm ready to take Alberta. Let's go." And meanwhile, he had drank more in the seven hours I was there than I've ever seen anybody drink. See, that's a long board game, seven hours. like that's too long.
0: It was a good time see, I, maybe it maybe is that what you're talking about? Is that maybe what the people on YouTube don't like?
1: I, I mean, I, <laughs> Well, for, I have a couple of reactions. First off, Josh, I appreciate so much that you just told me that you have memories of playing Risk before fencing practice. Nobody, oh, nobody, yeah. in, my, nobody in my life has ever put those two activities next to one another for me. So thank you for doing that.
2: That was it, the best. We awesome. used to have pizza parties and everything. It was great, man. So
1: pizza, Risk, and then fencing. Yeah. I, I have never thought to do those three things in any order at all
0: let alone that order
1: yeah let alone that exactly so that's just awesome i think that's really really cool um how did you stay focused for seven hours on one game
2: oh well you know at some point it it just becomes about making the thing things around the thing you're doing fun you know we would we would at some point it becomes less about the board game becomes more about insulting each other until one of you uh until until you can get a good laugh out of it so interesting yeah is that part of the rule book um i n- not not written it's one of those unwritten rules you know you know you're a you baseball like, guy you, yeah i was gonna say you guys like that in baseball
1: Unwritten yeah. rules i like that now okay all right so unwritten rule of risk and i'm learning this now yeah. you're saying is to in the middle of the game start insulting each other well, trash
0: talk trash talk is necessary
1: well that's every game Every game, there should be trash talk. A little bit. You have to get under your opponent's skin.
0: I can think of a game that doesn't require trash talk.
1: Pandemic. Yeah, that's because.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was that a better segue? <laughs> was that a, was that a better segue?
1: <laughs> I actually like the first one. <laughs> I re- I didn't realize that you thought it was that bad. Am I alone here, Josh?
2: Oh, uh, I didn't mind the first one at all. But okay. um,
1: so I think you're harder on yourself than you need to be, Matt. I think we should just go with the first transit.
0: Sure, sure. Whatever, however we want to do that. So
1: why do I not need to trash talk in Pandemic?
0: Because it's a cooperative game, Mitch.
1: What? Yeah. A cooperative game where we save the world?
0: Where we save the world.
1: From four deadly diseases.
0: Um, yeah, so, so... So you introduced me to this game, actually, yes. Mitch, didn't you? Yeah. How again- did you find out about this okay. game?
1: So this is actually... One of my current favorite stories. So, a couple years ago, I had a coworker. This coworker gave me a gift and this I didn't touch that gift
0: uh-huh. for two years. Was a gift for something? Was it was like a birthday. It or was, was it for like
1: Christmas. A... Oh, God, okay, okay, for okay. Christmas. And coworker knew I was like kind of in the board games, but not really, but he, and he also kind of didn't know what to get me. So I think he just got me this and it was pandemic. And so I, I don't touch this game. I don't even think about it until I'm actually, like, living in, in a, pandemic. a pandemic. And I'm like, well, let me see what the board game is like. And I am pleasantly surprised. And now I'm glad that we can talk about
0: it. It turns out it's pretty great, right? It's really awesome.
1: It's stimulating to the mind. It's cooperative. So there's no trash talk needed.
0: Yeah. And so that, that I think, is, like, the, one of the coolest things, because, like, I've I don't know of any other cooperative board games I mean I've played like cooperative games before right like cooperative video games or cooperative right like but like cooperative board game when you when you told me about this game and said it was like no we all play on the same team I was like that doesn't make any sense yes like how do who who are we playing against then <laughs> I, see
1: the game just reassured to me that there are people way smarter than me in the world because to think up of an idea of the game playing against its players, that's how pandemic works it has a deck of cards and depending on what's coming out of those cards it affects the whole board so
0: let's you know what i i we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves here for uh for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with that's the right game, okay maybe uh maybe we could run them through how the guy got kind of, the high level how the game works right what is it what is the what does this look like were you, sorry were you gonna say something josh no so I thought I thought you I heard. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. Well, wait, um,
1: I felt like I was dominating the conversation, so I was giving him space too, but
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: so it so the the board map. Map board, right? Yeah. The... So is the what is the goal of the game on the four cures? Right.
0: Well, I'm realizing this game's this is so hard to explain without a visual. <laughs> How they
1: is it even important that they you know what? If the viewers are really that interested, you guys go look up the YouTube video. That's the prerequisite to this conversation. Cause to your point, I'm not gonna sit here and
0: tell Descri- <laughs> describe the game without the game. Yeah, dude, that's not gonna help anybody. No. You're right. Yeah. But
1: what I think what it what it regardless of if you know what the game is about is Board games, I'm realizing, have a different effect on the way we play because feel like I'm a part of the generation that grew up with play being dominated by a screen. Like when I was growing up, like I had In Cube and I played Mario Kart. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Because Mario Kart's awesome. Yes. Yeah. And I would encourage anybody to go play Mario Kart now. But it's different than having a physical object in front of you that you have to move around and that you have to use to play the game. Whereas when it's on a screen, you, you have a control. You're controlling everything. It's just it's a different relationship that I'm finding more satisfaction out of. Because I'll tell you, in any game, whether it be mm-hmm. the Watergate game we talked about earlier in Pandemic, mm-hmm. things and moving them on the board mm-hmm. is just subtly enjoyable.
2: Well, see, so you know what
0: I think it is? I think, I think uh with, it's almost like the difference between reading and reading a book and watching a movie. Like when you're watching a movie, uh the, the, like the, <laughs> what you're supposed to be experiencing, right, is like laid out for you, right? There is no, uh know room for i guess not 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 to say there's not room for interpretation right but there's 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 a
1: imagination well there's
0: kind of like there's there's kind of there's a set way to experience right the uh, a movie right because there's everyone's seeing the same thing sure it is, whereas yeah. like when you read a book right there are different ways to visualize right what what you're reading and so i think having that what you said you know that that bit of imagination right using that it makes you feel more engaged with with what you're doing versus kind of a passive experience which is kind of looking at a screen or kind of you know whatever it's more of an active experience i
1: wouldn't want to make the argument though that playing video games is passive because video games actually is kind of the opposite like i actually feel like now as like Not that I'm a grown adult, but I don't play video games every day anymore. Every day anymore, like I used to. But if I go online and I play any of these games that these kids, they're too hard for me. Too good.
0: Sure. No, I I mean, I'm saying passive is maybe the wrong word, but like, I just that that
1: feel like it's just less. I think is the. I'm trying to help you maybe it's it. just
0: maybe it's just engaging a different part of the brain maybe that's maybe that's just it's just a, literally just a physical different part of the brain yeah maybe that's maybe that's all i'm trying to say mm-hmm. but but it
1: but that's profound yeah it's profound it's a different type of experience. it's it's something that i didn't i had to learn about at a different stage in my life
3: mm-hmm.
1: like I, unless i don't know was was there a point where board games is like really a part of the well, united states when was state the culture? the
0: golden age of board, board games? games i don't know it was, probably, it was probably before video games. I mean, it was probably like pre-1960, pre-1970. How
1: long was came out when? The 70s? 70s, I think, yeah. yeah. 77, late 70s. That, that sounds, I don't, I don't know. It's crazy that they had that hardwood finish on the side of those games.
0: I don't know, but even like, yeah. I mean, even like you know, in like the early 70s, you've got arcade, you've got Pac-Man, you've got things like that. So like, I'm, I'm just, I'm talking like in 1955 America. Right, but But they didn't have pandemic in 1950. They had they had to settle with either Risk, right, or and. uh, (laughs) Actually, I don't know how old is Risk. How old is Risk? Do you know, Josh? When did they make? How old is that?
2: I I don't fucking. They they definitely have Monopoly. That was a Depression era game. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Cool, because
0: I mean, some some board games are like old as dirt, and other board games are like actually. Oh, we made this in 2012. Like 1957. That's Risk.
2: 57?
0: That was the year my yeah. mom and dad were born.
2: Wow, okay. Shout outs to Ed and Robin. Huh. Living
1: living young. Love you, mom and dad. That's cool.
2: Yeah, so what's funny is the Wikipedia page for Risk has its um, playing time between one and eight hours.
0: <laughs> that is a
2: hilarious gap in time. That is a hilarious gap in time. And also, there's no game. That's either like, hey, you're either going to lose the amount of time as like one episode of The Wire or... A workday. A workday. Like...
1: Why do you you even make an estimate at that point? Like,
2: well, also, also, hold on. Like, what...
0: If if it takes eight hours to do, that's not a game. Like, that's not a... a like, Like, what is, like... Like name another game, right? That that is like widely regarded as being enjoyable. That an appropriate estimate for how long it takes is eight hours. So just Uh, Red Dead Redemption.
1: I say just be careful with video games. You got to make the distinction that we're not talking about Red Dead. We're not talking about Skyrim. We're not talking about GTA.
0: You know, so uh, that's fair, I guess. Well, well so well, I guess no, designed one, to be played in one sitting. sitting.
1: Like if you had to like, okay, so imagine if you had to play the storyline of Red Dead Redemption. In one every, sitting. You didn't, have, you sitting. couldn't you, you, save. You, you, you yeah, couldn't you could save. save. Like you couldn't save. Yeah. exactly. Like, like that, that yeah.
0: would be absurd. No
2: one would. That wouldn't be fun. That would be absurd. Well, I mean, you can walk away from a game of risk and come back later. Like the pieces, but, but don't- I mean, don't but I, I guess. A period of time. I
0: guess my point though is like with a video game, the ability to like save and walk away. Right, that that is like, I mean, maybe we take that feature for granted now, you know, it, it being something that that just is inherent to video games. But like, I feel like a board game should be shouldn't be designed with the intention of you might have to set this aside and come back to it
1: later. No, <laughs> you know it should resolve it like, like, the game my, like should resolve itself like
0: my thinking like if I were design like forget forget about that we're talking about risk right if we're just designing a board game and we've gotten it to a point where we're we're beta testing this game right if if there are scenarios where the game takes eight hours, I would say you know what I think we're not done making the game. I think there are rules or things we need to do or something
2: to make this not happen. You know? Um, or, do you, or do you disagree? Well, it, it depends, man. Because like, what the fuck was there to do in 1957 on a Sunday with no football? Drink. I guess. I, I don't like, know. Like, th- think I, I about this. Think about this. It's 1959. You're you're a dad with two kids. Your kids fucking suck. And you just want to yeah. watch John Wayne movies all day. Yeah. But your your wife says Jimmy, you got to play with your, these stupid fucking kids because I, yeah. I got nine meals to make and, and I don't have a job. And so yeah. you're going to look at your kids and be like, well, these fuckers are keeping me from doing war shit. So yeah. I'm going to spend the next eight hours making them do war shit without having no. to leave my house. And that's right. risk. Is that all it is? It's just war shit? Basically, it, it's like the most aggressive you can reasonably get with dice that's not harmful physically.
1: Interesting. Now have a desire to play this game one.
0: Have you never played Risk?
1: I've played it, but I played it not in the state of mind or with the approach to really understand Well
0: what we'll right have it. to do is we'll have to clear a Saturday, right? We'll have to clear out a whole day. <sighs> eight hours. But
1: I don't want like now I really don't that you just talk me out
0: of it. Right?
2: See Dude. now that right there see that that I there's got to be oh, a way. Oh, let me let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. What's what? Would you ever um, marathon the uh, Lord of the Rings movies? That's uh, different. No, no. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm just asking. I'm just, I, this is a yes or no question, would, man.
3: Well, uh, it, it depends. You know I, that
0: depends. I don't think I would initiate it. I think if there was somebody who was really into it, that.
3: I mean,
1: I wouldn't requ- It would have to like happen by chance.
0: It'd have to. I I don't know. There'd have to be.
1: Uh... Like I did that in college, but I would. I don't have time to do that now.
0: No, I didn't even do it then.
1: Like. Oh, no, I did it. I. I did it too. Sat- yeah. Wake up on Saturday, a little hungover. No. And you turn on like TNT, and it's like Lord of the Rings all day, and you're like, oop, I know where I'm gonna be on all day. No, I. On the couch. I never did that. Um, yeah, I remember
2: over two weekends, my friends and I in college watched all of Lord of the Rings in one weekend and then the original Star Wars trilogy in the second weekend. And those were two great weekends, man.
0: So I've done the Star Wars. I've done... i have done done, I've done the done Star the, Wars? I've done the Star Wars, yeah. I've done the Star Wars, but uh, I've never done the Lord of the Rings. Can I have a controversial
1: opinion? You don't yes. like Star Wars? Not that I don't like Star Wars, but for the first three... Five and six the original trilogy will always have a place in at least in my heart yes yeah. as, as some great movies yeah but you could get rid of every other star wars and i really would not care i don't
0: think that's an unpopular opinion i think and that's actually a pretty popular opinion and, and
1: but i also don't think it's aged as well as some other movies i would easily put lord of the rings over
0: I think those so, are. All, I think those are all actually pretty popular really? opinions, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. I maybe well, just around myself. Uh, with maybe, that. maybe not to say popular, but I, 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 don't think it's all that uncommon. I thought that was more of a hot take. I think it's uh, less hot than. You
2: I think. I agree with you, Mitch. I and I would even take it a step farther and say that the the third of the original trilogy, episode yep. six, also sucks. Um, yep. I knew you were going to say that. Yep. Episode four is better than episode five, and neither of those movies are particularly all that great. They're massively I mean, overrated. Yeah, like, but I,
1: I wouldn't take it that far,
2: though. Well, that's the it's thing. I, I would because I want to be controversial. But no, they... Yeah. Now, like, see, I, that's yeah, what I mean. I think okay. that so, is the hot okay, take. So that's that's a, the hot take. That's the... I feel like I have it all. The reason that, that it's called a space opera is because they took literal, actual plots... From soap operas and just yeah. set them in, in space, space. Yeah, in and space. then stole shots from Stanley Kubrick's 2001: A Space Odyssey. It it's Ooh. it's slapped together nonsense that has a good cast. That's real. So awesome. oh, it was. Uh, I I think.
0: But I think you're. But I think, I think it downplaying was, the cast. Well, though. I think it was Mark Hamill who was talking in an interview. I think after maybe after Empire Strikes Back, or maybe it was after it was Star Wars was a thing at this point. He was talking about how, in like the when they were releasing the first one, and people would ask him like, "Well, what's the movie about?" Explaining Star Wars to someone who has never seen Star Wars, and like, it sounds one ridiculous and two not that good. <laughs> like, it just doesn't. It it doesn't tr- like. It, you know what I mean? Like, you
1: know what? Okay, so here's okay. So I think there's a better way of phrasing Josh's opinion. Yeah, the lore of Star Wars is far greater than the actual movies. Oh
2: yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah.
2: No, like, there there is no lore. That's part of the problem.
1: No, but like Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine and like the the image that they kind of created. Like, come on, like Darth Vader's like mask. Like the first time you see him in Episode Four, like just that moment alone. I think is the only reason why the movie is good and why people like it is because that that black mask and the black cape and the score is kind of good. The score is the other thing that really kind of sets that movie apart.
2: Right? Oh, sure. John Williams.
1: Yeah. John mm-hmm. Williams killed it there. And you had John Williams with like some badass looking Darth Vader, dude, that's like breathing through his mouth and he's just all like choking people with the force.
0: Well, it's also just like, it's just cool like there's lasers and there's like
1: but it's been but now uh,
0: it, oh now yeah yeah 2020, yeah yeah sure like that's not but like it, no no one's ever like how many how many how many movies have there been like big huge like sword fights with laser swords and like blasters and and now, space and like but like it's 1977
1: yeah now 1977 i think it's a different perspective it's it's not a film like it's not like Stanley Kubrick. You know, that's not a, a Tarantino movie, not a Scorsese movie.
0: No, it well it, I, I don't think it's I think it was trying to be though. That wasn't like the You know what I mean? Like
1: that it was that its intention?
0: I don't think that was I don't I mean Josh, you would probably be able to speak to this better than I would be able to, but like I don't think that was the that wasn't what they were going for, right? <laughs> Like what? Do you, what do you mean? Like I mean, like was 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 George Lucas trying to make the the next uh, I don't, Gone with the Wind with when he made Star Wars? Like, like that wasn't the
2: no. Uh, Star Wars was probably the, the first example of a of a movie that is exists mainly as a vehicle for modern special effects. You know, we also have yeah. it, like two thousand. It's like the
0: equivalent of like a Marvel
2: movie, now, right? Uh, well, not necessarily, because Marvel is probably the first biggest example of a meticulously strategized um, yeah, money-making I, machine. Yeah, it's not really yeah. intended to be a series. All the movies in, in, in a vacuum are fine, and some of them are yeah, fun, yeah. but it, it it's des- it, it's trying to be a comic book universe on screen. That's a little bit yeah. different. Uh, yeah, I would is. say it's more like Avatar, the, uh, the uh, uh, James, whatever his last name is, movie. Yeah, um, because that also was made strictly as a vehicle to show you, hey, look at all these effects we got now. Look what we can do. Yeah. Um, because again, you take those movies at face value, they are very basic, boring plot lines that have been yeah. done many, many times in other spheres, but Literally. with a backdrop that is new and different and involve, involves a lot of technology and ingenuity. And That's really why you're, why you're watching this. Um so what was he trying to make the next Godfather series? No. Nope. Um yeah. there was a did lot of money the, behind
1: did, it. Did you see they're coming out with a, another version of the Godfather Part 3?
2: Oh, one who one. gives a shit?
1: But they're like they're trying to like rework it. Wait, wait who's to, they? I, somebody trying to make money off of it. I don't know, it popped up on my news feed the other day. So they're Cuz they, they're
0: did, trying to redo Oh, no, cuz cuz we talked to uh uh Francis Coppola is still alive, is he not? Alive and making movies. And still making movies.
1: So is he remaking and like and we were
0: talking, I, I were we was it on the show that we were talking? I can't remember we but we were talking about how like the guy has been making literally since you know, like had never stopped and hasn't put out anything that's like worth talking about. Like it just like he just really yeah and so is he try? is he... Uh...
2: No, I just looked at his page. He is not trying to... He is coming out he... with a movie eventually called Megalopolis. Did uh, he
0: do the God- the Godfather Part 3? Like the yeah. one and nine, the night? He did that. he did? Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was him. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. <sighs> yeah, it was him. So,
1: board games? Godfather? Star Wars Universe? Lord of the Rings? I would watch Lord of the Rings on the right Saturday afternoon.
2: I I don't think I would.
0: I don't think I would watch. To I answer don't. Your question, yeah.
2: Well, you see, I I think you got to prepare to have a day to play Risk, and that it's fun if you have, approach it with the right mentality. You know, you can't sit down and play Risk the way you're going to play Pandemic because you can reasonably finish a game of Pandemic in like thirty minutes. If you if you're really trucking along, or you just get absolutely railed and have to, you know, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, one or the other, yeah, yeah. like Um, like
0: forty five minutes was reasonable, yeah,
2: yeah, and that's not going to be risk. It's only going to be risk that that the only way that is risk is if someone plays the game so aggressively, poorly, and has bad luck, and then I don't even think you could by the end
0: of it. Still, don't even think you could do it in that short of time because it would take you thirty minutes to set it all up. So, like.
2: But my my, my point is if, <laughs> if, if you if you know you, you start the game Not, early yeah. afternoon you're like man like you know let's order pizza let's hang out let's put something on in the background so there's noise to this so that we kind of dip I in can, and I out can,
0: it's so you know so, I mean? so that's so that's the problem then I'm I'm treating risk with the wrong I'm thinking about it with the wrong mentality I'm thinking about it like pandemic when I need to think about it more like. It's like an activity uh, you
2: do throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah. the other thing about risk is like if you – I you need to think a, about risk like, more like – You can a, give your opponent time and just be like, all right, well, you know, like the fight's on. I guess I'll watch like two, three minutes of that while I'm you – know, I'll watch this round, then we'll go back over to the game. You know, that's how I've always kind of done it. Is why so I like,
0: the, I need to treat it more like a round of golf and less like uh, – a uh a a game of pandemic in that it's a a bit of an all-day affair
2: yeah i think so i think if you don't like risk it's your fault not not the games <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right okay all right fair enough all right um i, just,
1: I feel like we've kind of like come at something that's really kind of near and dear to josh so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i, 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 yeah, yeah, like I feel a uh yeah a bit. yeah but uh Risk, you know, he did it right before fencing practice, man. Yeah. Risk fencing. You know, I'll be, you know what i so
0: with you. I'll be honest with you. You have convinced me to at least give it another try and maybe try to appreciate it in a different context. But but uh, I'm not going to be picking it up this evening. Yeah, I don't think I I don't think Risk is in the cards tonight cuz
1: we could play a game of pandemic though.
0: We could play we could play so many games of pandemic.
1: So Josh, it was your first time playing
2: the other, no? Um, my first time playing it was it was with Matt. Um, but I don't, you know, it was a couple months ago at this point. But yeah, it was recent, and it was uh, it was with Matt.
1: Okay, cause, yeah. Cause I know you you guys had played the other day, and now I'm not coming through the mic. Oh, okay, okay. All right. My bad. <laughs> oh, is that? Anyway, so I know you guys played the other night. I don't know if it was for the first time or you have been playing quite a bit, but uh, but yeah, I'm glad that you uh, got to enjoy it. Man.
2: Yeah, I gotta say it's a, it's a lot of fun having the cooperative angle to it. Um, as much as I I enjoy the strategy and undercutting my fellow man, um, being able to work with somebody is pretty pretty Did I enjoyable.
0: You, I tell you the background of what how, how the guy he. You tell and it Matt, to me every
2: time we break out the game. Yes.
0: Okay. All right, well, well, well. Then I guess our listeners are never gonna he- get to hear it. Then you know, what? <laughs> say no, it again, Matt. Say it again. No, say no, it. no, no, no. no, no. I'm glad fine. the listeners understand <laughs> no. how many times no, Matt fine. loves talking about this. It's fine. No, we don't need to talk about it. That's fine. Say it's fine. it, Matt. No, 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 no. It's good. I've already said it before. I don't want to. I want to. <laughs> I don't want to repeat myself. That would be terrible. Hey, Matt. Um, did, Matt, did you know that the
1: creator of Pandemic? Created it because he was tired of getting in fights with his wife.
0: Wow, really? That's crazy. Overboard games. Wow. So he was
1: like, man, I need to create a game where we work together so we don't get in the fights.
0: Wow, that's a fabulous new fact I just learned. Wow, that's that's amazing. I'm going to store that in my...
1: Just whip it out whenever you want.
0: New fact section of my brain.
1: Good, good. good. Yep. Cool. It is an interesting part about the creation of it, though. Because it, it kind of... It's, it's it's a different type of game. So we talked about how board games are video game aspect of games. Um, we also kind of started getting towards it a little bit when we were um, talking about what it's like to play Risk in terms of there's a competition part to it. Yeah. When you take out the competition part of the game and you're forcing people to play together, it's a different relationship that you kind of build with the players over the game and i think it you kind of get something different out. um you kind of you learn about how you can work better together with somebody R- rather than risk
0: is different than
1: pandemic yeah ri- well so risk is <laughs> pandemic but i guess what i'm trying to speak yeah. towards more is what you get out of each experience mm. so i think the camaraderie is different because i get certain Aspects of camaraderie and playing. Oh, I I get get what you mean. I get what you mean. Rather than when you play a cooperative game. Yeah. And like you said earlier, there's not, at least to my knowledge and your knowledge, I'm sure the internet could provide us plenty of cooperative board games. But this is the first one that I had heard of. Yeah. This is my
0: first experience with a cooperative board game. Mm -hmm. And so, like,
1: and I enjoy, I think, why we've been kind of drawn to talk about it tonight is because of that unique camaraderie. That the game provides. Yeah. It's not when we play a game of Catan and I'm ready to slap the crap out of Ben because he just put the knight on my sixth rock and now I can't get a city. You know, at the end of the game, it's like, like I, you know what I think it is closer to Ben, but in a different way of when we're working together to try to cure these diseases.
0: Afterwards, you know, after the game's over, when you think back on like, you know, how the game just went, if you're, if you're playing a competitive game, There's a a clear, like, if if something good happened for you, that that's bad for the other person and vice versa. Like, there is a a very clear, like, what's good for me is bad for you and vice versa. Um, Whereas with, you know, the cooperative aspect of pandemic, everyone shares in the successes and everyone shares in the failures, right? And so there is that sense of, like, uh, I don't know. I guess just teamwork and like just being able to then, you know, talk about it as though you know it was a shared experience and not like a a one sided victory is it just leads for a you know leads itself to a different kind of experience.
1: It does, and I think it it it's just good for us to practice those kinds of things because just and I'm looking out now, I'm going to get very metaphysical. And so I'll, I won't get too deep, but we are driven to compete mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's drilled into our mm-hmm. our society, which is fine. It's okay. But it's just good that we balance it out with the kind of things or activities and practices that we do.
0: Yeah. And so I think, I don't remember who I was talking to, um, but we were talking about, you know, the idea of, Using this game in the context of like team building for, uh, like you know like teams working together at work or whatever, or just having to learn how to work together with other people, mm-hmm. right, and rely on other people's skills and strengths. And, and how many of-
1: times have we been part of those seminars? Yeah. Uh, my favorite is you have to build the bridge out of paper straws and yeah. and that kind toilet of toilet paper and stuff. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And so I mean, this is. It's a similar. It's a, you know it's it's a similar thing to that, but right, but it's wrapped up in a much nicer, more fun package. However,
1: I've played Pandemic with people. I don't have a hundred hundred percent success, success rate in getting people to like it. Really? So I think it's.
0: Worth noting talking so about people Do that those
2: people COVID-19. believe that, that coronavirus is real? Because maybe probably <laughs> so so, so
0: yeah. I, I I'd be interested to know what their complaints
2: are, like what they what do they not like about it. So it's unrealistic, man. There's no viruses, nothing can spread that <laughs> fast.
1: All right. So I'm gonna do what everybody should do when those kinds of opinions come up and ignore them and continue to talk about <laughs> Things that are relevant, yes. sure. Yeah. Um so I the reason why some people haven't liked it um it's important that not one person dominates the team yeah and i me and matt have talked about this when you're working as a cooperative team that means that different players are going to have different comfort levels with the strategy of the game so that leads to the possibility of somebody taking over the team and someone's kind of
0: quarterbacking the whole thing
1: yes and and that spoke towards in just about every review of the game yeah, so that kind of just comes back on to people like myself. And, now, and so but is like that, that a I'm complaint
0: putting, of the game but or?
1: Well, so it's a complaint of it's not of the game itself. Yeah, it's of the game, I would call it the gameplay. Yeah, the way the game unfolds. Uh huh. But for from the perspective of these people, that's lumped into the game.
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. So
1: that. So that's, I mean, while I agree, there is a distinction. It's not like the physical makeup of the game, Mm -hmm. because like we said, the mechanics of it are so smooth. Yeah. You know, like there's not one, there's not at one point when you're playing this game that you feel like you're, you know where it is. Yeah. Well, I think,
0: you know, I think then that's that, what that, what that would tell me then is, is. How we just talked about, like you know the because it's a cooperative game and because you have to work together with other people, how you work with other people mm-hmm. becomes a very important part of the game when in most other board games, like in in Monopoly, for example, it doesn't matter how good you are at working with other people or or, or any like it doesn't matter. the game is going to play out using the same mechanics every single time. if a big mechanic of the game is reliant on like interpersonal teamwork and things like that, right? There are just people who are more or less, uh, you know...
1: Engaged in those kinds of Yeah, activities. exactly. And so,
0: like, they're probably going to naturally, you know, either like or dislike the game more or less. Like, So I guess from, like, a viewership perspective, I yeah. think our
1: bottom line is this game is very heavy, reliant on your ability to work together as a team. And work cooperatively i think that's kind of the point yeah which separates the people that really love this game and really don't like this game
0: well i think i think if you go into the game you know and, and try to play it with like a a more passive mindset in that like i'm going to let the game tell me what to do i think that's maybe where you you won't get as much out of it i think i think in order to really enjoy the game and i mean you feel free to like comment on this as as, like but i think to really enjoy the game at at, to the highest level you have to like go in and plan on like engaging and and like actively participating and 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 being active in the gameplay
1: yeah i would say you'd have to have that mindset to a point um, when you're first starting, though, you don't even feel like you have that kind of grounding Sure. in how you understand the game. So the only time, not the only time, but a time where I could see that perspective being beneficial to the player, that perspective is the one of being a little bit more passive, letting things happen around you, is when you're still trying to get a footing in the gate. Now, some people might get turned off by that, like off the bat off the
0: bat well so what i would say is i i would actually it's it's one of the rare games where i would actually recommend people to not play the first time with people who have played before
1: yeah it should be with people i would
0: recommend you know the first time like if you like if you're listening to this and you're thinking like oh this sounds kind of like a cool game and you have some friends who have also not played this game before get them all together and like make the first time you guys play like all together because like as you figure it out together as a group like that's part of the fun of the game, right? And I think kind of going off of what you were saying before, when you've played with other people, when you kind of tried to introduce the game to new people, um, I don't know if you've done this, but I know personally, when I've introduced the game to new people, I've had to like consciously think about like, you know what i'm saying and like not just taking control of the game and letting people make mistakes on their own and letting people like figure out what the best way to play is on their own because i think that's how you enjoy the game the most
3: mm-hmm. yep
1: yep absolutely it's very difficult sometimes too. Mm-hmm. it's very very difficult but yeah you do have to do that when you're starting to play with new players
0: yeah and so so definitely if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking Like you're on the fence and you're wondering like, ah, but like, I don't really like learning new games or like, I don't, I don't have anyone who's played this game before. That's actually, you are the perfect candidate for this game. Yes,
1: It's yeah. I was just, just pleasantly surprised about the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's so many, it's crazy kind of things that they can do with this great game. Yeah. And the expansion packs and they have a legacy edition, which is something we've been playing. Introduces like a it's a campaign. Yeah. So let me date myself again. It's like playing the Halo 3 campaign, but not not on the not on the screen. It's it's going, it's in front of me. Me and my friends have pens and we're writing down whether we lost or won. And it's affecting the way that the physical board looks when we start every game. Mm -hmm. It's really, really interesting that board games have come to this to this point, it's something that I'm learning every day. That it's super, super in depth, and it's very rewarding when you uh, get in the thick of it.
0: Definitely,
3: definitely.
0: Any, uh, any other thoughts, Josh?
2: Uh All right. This is going to sound terrible, but okay. Uh, i'm gonna'm I'm gonna ask it anyway. if if you guys, what like what is your worst characteristic when it comes to playing a board game? Because I was thinking about this Matt Cal, and I just played pandemic the other day together. Mm-hmm. and I, as a board game player, I, am very quick about how I want to play. I hate downtime. Like, I want everyone to make their decisions as fast as possible. Um, and I'm not sure if that is, like, about who I am as a person or if yes. that's how we played when I was younger. I don't yeah. fully recall, but, like, I I found myself not getting frustrated, but, like, feeling a little bit antsy during some of the longer discussions about what to do in pandemic um, <laughs> for no reason other than just, like, I just want to make a fucking decision. Like, I don't care what's happening anymore. I just want <laughs> the next thing to happen. Because I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. And it wasn't like, fuck these guys for not doing my idea or, yeah. or like, um, I don't know, whatever else you could possibly do in that game. You're just like
0: slow pace of play, yeah.
2: Yeah, and it goes for anything, you know, whether I'm playing against somebody in Monopoly or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know, do you guys have anything like that for when you guys play games?
0: So I am super guilty of doing exactly what we just described. You shouldn't do in pandemic, which is just quarterbacking and just like taking over and like not letting anybody else get a word in. Um, I
2: don't and, think that's true. Yeah. I played with you several times. You're
0: very, you're, you listen very well. And that, <laughs> um, I don't, I mean, it comes from like, I mean I guess the other the other piece of this is that like I've always been a stickler for like the rules and like making sure that everyone knows the rules not so much that like I'm a stickler for the rules but like I hate when people just don't know how shit works or like uh like I've always made sure that like I I knew all of the all the little like loopholes and intricacies in the rule book and like I hate when people don't also know those um, but like, I, I think a lot of it just comes from just who I am as a person and like just who I am, like my personality wise. Um, I sometimes have a tendency to like over explain stuff and like, Me too, yeah,
1: Me too. I just, I like I, cause I enjoy the intricacies. Yeah. Yeah. That, those are the parts I like, but I don't mind. I think I'm kind of on the same same wavelength as Josh when it comes to pace of play mm-hmm. to an extent with a game like Pandemic I'm willing to have the discussion yeah. about what the move is but like let's say like in a game like Catan that I'm like alright come on like, so I like guess how, like how long do so, you have to look at your resources.
0: So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I guess I guess I'm are you guys trying to tell me something because I think I'm I'm definitely the guy who who gets on both of your nerves. Who, would you, would you who like we'll long? just forget that it's my turn, or like I'll be like there's like a clear thing for me to do,
2: but like I oh for fail, forgetting, fail, forgetting your turn was a cardinal sin in my in my house growing up. Yeah. You got like yelled at if you didn't realize yeah, no. it was your turn. I and I, I now cannot stand it. Yeah, I'm. I uh, that's me. That if if we're
0: if we're if we're talking about like real like bad habits when it comes to just like board game, that's my bad habit. Okay. Is just not is zoning off and forgetting. Like, oh shit! Yeah, we're playing a game. Oh, it's my turn. But I'm oh, guilty shit, too. Yeah.
1: As much as I don't like it, yeah, I, I yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm very guilty. I very, very guilty. oh, there's something that happens to all of us.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I so don't take it personally. I, guess, I my oh my god, that is me to a T though. I constantly forget that it's my turn. Constantly. <laughs> um. Yeah, and especially especially in like a game like Pandemic where there's no dice, you're not passing dice around, like which is which was one of the weirdest things to get used to. Um I, there's a couple of other games that I've played that but, but for the most part, most board games, right? There's some passing of of either a die or something to signify end of my turn, beginning of your turn. Yes. Games that don't have that I fucking forget it. I'm not paying attention to the turn Do you think it's
1: it because uh, we used to have like, you know, in grade school we'd have like the talking stick or the talking ball and like i never had that you know you never had that no like 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 in a
2: circle so i I know what you're talking about but i
0: think you've got it i've I've only seen that shit i think the reason they do like the talking ball talking stick thing in elementary school is to teach kids how to like oh this is like oh so, it's so, not yeah. the I think you got it backwards you have you yeah, have the okay, relationship so I have it backwards, backwards, backwards?
1: Okay, I think, I think yeah well I like well you know what what if it is backwards
2: uh, <laughs> what if we're all backwards man it's think
1: about it think about it every once in a while but nonetheless though Matt Tori please don't be conscious about that you can take as long as you want on your turn if I have an issue with it I will tell you right there and then you usually do I will <laughs> I will. I like. So the other game we play is Watergate. I'm not going to describe the game other than that. It's based off of the Watergate scandal. So one player plays as Nixon. What's the Watergate scandal? Um, the Watergate scandal? (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I think the president of the United States was threatening to hold up all the water of the entire country. And it was a big
0: scandal, and he ended up all right. freeing all the water. Okay, yeah, that's that's okay. that, that's that's enough. So that's that's enough of that. That's enough of that.
2: <laughs> it's when it's when Nixon got into a tickle fight with Kennedy at the Watergate Hotel. That's a
0: that's that's enough of that too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, go-ching, go. <go-ching>. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 1973 Watergate scandal, Nixon, uh, re-election campaign. Right, he got caught to steal stuff from the dnc uh board game based off of it one player plays as the president the other player plays as the press and that's all you need to know about the game for when i'm going to talk about it is because i love trash talking in that game and i love talking from the perspective of the press going after the president and vice versa be like oh you pesky press i'm gonna get through my term and the quests are all this nonsense that you're talking about it rings true to today
2: <laughs> right on huh? you don't
1: you don't enjoy talking trash in that game i've never played it i no, i i got it's it's a good game it's a good one. That's not your favorite part of that game. It's my favorite part of that game. <laughs> I love just like speaking from like the perspective of somebody in that situation. I don't
0: know, man. I just like the
1: game. <laughs> like, "Oh, president, I've got you cornered. I've got all the evidence on you." Uh, sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 That's that's just my a, favorite part of the game. It is.
1: It is. It's just it's I mean, it's okay. not, it's
0: not, it's not. But, uh, it's but, not, but yeah. for this conversation, to, to, it, it, it can be, sure, yeah. So
1: let me wrap it up into what my point is seriously. Taking that theme and incorporating it into what is now a game is the, that fascinates me is they've taken an important part of American history yeah. and it's now, it's history being told in the form of a Of game. a board game. Because the game itself is very historically accurate and yeah. uses real people's names and real events, and those real events coordinate the mechanics so the real reason why I'm trying to be goofy about talking trash is because I just enjoy telling history through the perspective of a game, something that I haven't
2: I just in- wait till the wild rules and storyline behind this White House's board game.
1: That would be I let's start talking about it right now.
2: I
0: think I think we'll have to save that for another episode, Mitch. Yeah, I think I think, I, right. think you know, I think that's a whole episode in itself.
2: I, just, but just real quick, it's gotta have like a mouse trap set kind of set up there. Yes. Because oh, there's too yeah. much goofy shit happening, but it's also serious because like it's in Mousetrap there's the cage that traps the mouse, but in this white house one there'd be the caves the traps the mexican kids and it'd be way darker.
1: oh my gosh so you know how like sometimes comedians talk about how like there's like a certain amount of distance you need to have between events to start you know talking about them we don't we don't have enough distance yet (laughs) i want to give myself like 15 20 years to really marinate on what of what i've seen and then we'll start talking about we'll the board game. Yeah, right, we'll, we'll, recon- pen- we'll
0: pencil you in for. So pencil
1: me in for 20 years from now. That's the next time I guess I'll be on this podcast. Yes, after 20 this years from
0: now. Okay, great. If you guys, if you guys choose to have it back. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, it's, it's, it's considerate, considerate scheduled, it done 20 years from now uh, What's today? to the date when we're, when we're all speaking Russian, November, November. So November 19th, November 9th, 2040,
1: 2040. We'll, we'll start to work um, on this. Or, or I guess today,
0: today's now is November 20th, right? Because this, this is, this, this comes out. Oh, yeah, on, this comes out. So so on November 20th, 2040, check back in to hear, hear, hear the next update from Mitchell Potempo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the last you'll be hearing of me. And that's also the last time you'll be hearing about our President Trump board game. Board game,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, f- come tune in then to find out how our, our, President Trump board game turns out.
2: Yeah, this is this is this shows cones of Dunshire. Yes. Yeah. Um, any, any,
0: any closing thoughts, Mitchell? What do you have for us?
1: No, no closing thoughts. Winter is coming, golf is gone for a little bit. Time for board games
0: for board games yeah,
1: time for board games and uh just hang out with uh the appropriate amount of people at the appropriate amount of distance
0: yeah yeah definitely definitely um Josh, you take us out of here i forgot what our twitter handle is
2: oh that's that's okay man um if you want to follow first off thanks to mitch again for joining us uh thanks to matt for always being the co-host of this show with me couldn't be here without him um if you want to follow the show on twitter and you can do so at ycbs pod um that's ycbs pod if you want to hit up via email and complain about how matt and mitch were wrong there are more board games without dice or whatever minor thing any of us got wrong today um what the layout of trump what
0: about how you hate risk
2: or or tell us about your favorite board game tell me why i tell me why i'm wrong about star wars i'm uh, uh, not i'm not yeah, whatever you feel like. There's the a
1: litany of issues with our podcast. Yeah, we want to hear about.
2: Yeah. yeah, and the the perfect place for your long form complaints about us as people and our opinions is Twitter. at ycbspod at gmail.com Um, that's where you can complain with as long as you want. Um, and I guess that's it for this week. So uh, until uh, until next Friday, y'all have a good one.